Welcome to the Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place. One orgasm at a time. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Andra. Hi. Um, hmm. How's it going? It's good. It's still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to pee a little. Okay, well. But it's fine. I can hold it. Sure. Yeah. I am obsessed with this app now. Yeah, I know. We both just downloaded this new app. It's called CoStar, and it's like an astrology app, and it's really good. It's, it's really not good. like, here's well, your horoscope. It's like your whole chart. Right, and after, um, you know, doing the reading with Taylor, it's like everything lines up. Yeah, and like, Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of cool to be able to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and have it on hand. Yeah. On a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. It's free. You should download it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you can connect it, like, You can connect with your friends. See how they're doing. Right. Yeah. See what's up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So what's turning you on? Tell me. Um, so I have a literal turn on this week. Great. Always um, in for that. Yeah. So I ended up buying myself the Lalo Sona. Okay. Which is a sonic clitoral massager. A sonic Massage. Yes. Okay. What is so like with sound? Kind of. Yeah. Just, it like yells at you. It, yeah. It just screams <laughs> at you. Um, no. So it, it has like sonic waves that are sent along more of the um, clitoris for a different new orgasm, okay. which I'm reading from the box. Oh. Um, but it is really quiet. Hmm. Uh, well, that's nice. Yeah. A one year warranty and ten year guarantee. Well. 10 years. That's a long time that you can be that dependent on this thing. Very long time. It's like yes. a relationship. Right. Well, especially for like an electronic device. Yeah. That's a really long time. Um, USB rechargeable, uh-huh. eight different settings, which okay. well, I mean. Yeah. I mean, does it feel like vibration? What does it feel like? No. It. Okay. So I watched like a little video mm-hmm. on it. Because, you know, I am not a big clitoral person. Right. Like, obviously, I enjoy it, but I, I rarely use that as my main form of getting myself off. Uh-huh. Like, I will always do, like, internal and do, like, G-spot stimulation to, sure. like, really drive things home and mm-hmm. feel great. Um, so I was really interested about this one. So it's kind of like when you're standing next to a speaker in a club and you can like feel it pulsing through your whole body. Yeah. That's what it's designed to do for your clit. How does it not also be loud? I don't know. You know know. what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Science, technology. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but, and it doesn't feel like a vibration. So since it's like a sound wave or whatever that's being emitted, a sonic wave, mm-hmm. um, there's no vibration on it. Okay. So it doesn't like eventually make your clit numb. Oh, that's nice. Because a lot yeah. of, you know, that can happen mm-hmm. when you're going to town on yourself. Yes. Um, so yeah, so it's it's really nice. There's no like irritation, Ooh. you know, but um, I... This was like probably the first time in my life that I've just gotten myself off clitorally Ooh. and like been satisfied from it. That's exciting. Yeah. So I bought a couple of these to sell in my store now. Amazing. <laughs> because well, they're like, so great. Right. You can vouch for them. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. And cool. I've been using this like a lot. Very nice. So I highly recommend. Great. Um, and side note, and I want to do an episode about this because somebody asked me a question about it not too long ago. 
Um, and this is what I think is true. Mm-hmm. The clitoris and the G-spot are not two different things. The G-spot is a part of the clitoris because the clitoris is big. It's oh, not yeah, it's just huge. like the tip of your finger. It's right. very large. Yeah. Um, and the G-spot is included in that anatomy. Interesting. I am not 100% on that. I can but see I it. do want to do a full episode on the G-spot mm-hmm. um, coming up. We should do G-spot and clit. Well, yeah. And they should be partner episodes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. For sure. Great. Nice. Um, yeah. So what's turning you on? Um, oh, I so I lost my... I was using this like very specific type of makeup that I liked to use, especially if I knew my face was going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called Makeup Forever HD, which I still like. Um, but for somehow I ended up losing that foundation. And I don't know where it is. I probably just dropped it somewhere stupid in my house. Um, but I was like, well, darn. So I went to Sephora and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try out Fenty, which yeah, is all Rihanna's. the rage, which is Rihanna's makeup line. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves it and they mm-hmm. should love it. It's great. Um, and it has a, more like colors and skin tones than like your average brand, which I is so it's that. inclusive. And, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, it's amazing. Oh. And I'm just like a hundred percent sold on Rihanna's magic makeup. <laughs> Um, it's she can as, do no wrong. Yeah, as advertised, light as air, like full coverage, stays on all day. Um, great match to my skin. Like, yeah, feels good. I mean, um, yeah, you. I saw you earlier this morning, yeah, and you still look pretty much pretty, the same. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just like that's turning me on because I yeah. feel because you feel good. Good. Like my face feels good. Yeah. It's a little bit more matte than what I was using with the makeup for HD. I like it. Yeah. Um. Which is. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, always feeling good is, is a big, it's a big, a Absolutely. big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Helps yes. Me, yeah. Helps yeah. me. Well, it's confidence. You're right. Not yeah. that I need makeup, but like, it feels good. And I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I yeah. like that. Self-love. Self-love is always turning me on. Mm-hmm. Um, introduce yourself. Who are you? Hello, um, I'm Lauren McDonald, and um, I am a woman um, <laughs> who lives in um, a tiny town in Oregon. Um, I'm a registered nurse, and I also am a practicing um, Western herbalist, um, Western energetic herbalism. I've been taught in a couple different schools. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of me and where I am and what I do right now. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, the small town in Oregon, that is by choice, correct? Correct, yeah. I was yeah. in city life for a little bit um, and realized I was ready to leave kind of the hustle of, of being in a city. And um, also coinciding with that was my exploration in herbal medicine and um, start of a practice. And so, um, I realized to be in better balance, it, it might be easier if I had a little bit of a simpler life. Um, that's really where, cool. Yeah. So, so I found, um, this tiny town by way of another friend, um, who's also an herbalist. So, um, I am so here you, now. Are you currently practicing as an herbalist right now? Yeah, I am. I have a really small practice. Um, because it's so new and I also have to balance it with a full-time job in nursing. And so, um, I just do consults out of my home, um, 
either in person or over the phone or over, um, you know, telecommunication, like FaceTime. Um, and it's working out pretty well. Um, I hope to have more clients in the future and also really appreciate and feel so rewarded by the work that I've been able to do with people so far. Um, it's only been about a year since I've been doing this in any sort of formal way. Previously, I was just trying to shove herbal medicine down my family and friends' throats. Sure. Um, So, were you met with any like resistance right away, especially like in terms of holistic and like Western medicine? I know, um, especially in the medical community, that might have been hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's definitely boundaries I feel people put up, and resistance I feel people have um, in regards to. herbal medicine or saying you're an herbalist or saying that you use plant medicine um, or believing in energy (laughs) Um, kind of, kind of on a lot of different levels um, and from a lot of different people. But I think mostly it comes from, in my experience, people not really understanding what it is and also not um, knowing what my angle is and, and, in a sense of like, if I'm trying to be pushy or if I'm saying that I don't believe what they do to keep themselves healthy, um, which neither are the case. Normally I'm just trying to meet people where they're at and offer them recommendations or suggestions, um, based on what I've been taught and what's worked for me and, um, not necessarily try to like indoctrinate them into some sort of belief system, um, besides just believing in themselves and their, their body's ability to take care of itself, um, nice. with plant support. Yeah. So now do you, since you are a registered nurse as is, do you kind of believe in mixing like herbal medicine and what's the, what's the other <laughs> call? Yeah. What do you call like the, the medicine of the day? Um, yeah. I've, I've heard it called Western conventional medicine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that makes the most sense for me, and that's what I normally use. But um, it, I do try to integrate it because both systems, I feel like, are so important and um, so life-saving, but in, in such different ways and um, life-giving, too. Um, and I think that it's um, so hard to kind of swim against the stream without knowing where the other person's at. So like in terms of Western conventional medicine um, and that scientific belief system and practice, medical practice, um, which I see working a lot of the time, um, it's silly for me to strip them of their integrity and say that that doesn't work or that's going to kill you, but also be critical about the experiences that people are having um, when things don't work and do hurt them, um, and question like, are there better ways to do this process? You know, is there a better treatment? Um, is there something that can help you, um, support and like tonify your system while you're undergoing some sort of chemical treatment of whatever infection or illness that you have? Um, and so, it can be um, sometimes difficult to integrate, and it's definitely still a practice of mine that's in formation all the time. Um, I feel like a lot of times when I'm in 
the hospital, I compartmentalize parts of myself in terms of like my herbal practice, just because of liability and also because of time. There's sure. not really a lot of time and space to talk about um, well-being with plant medicine when right. you're like, Definitely. when are you, yeah. But are you in terms of liability like allowed to have those conversations with patients that you're seeing, or do you kind of have to keep that pretty separate from your work or from your day job? I keep it pretty separate. Um, in I I don't know all the like fine lines sure. that I could possibly be crossing, and so <laughs> for the most part, um, you just avoid that. Yeah, I don't discount that I'm an herbalist. I if okay. someone asks me if I know something, I um, will tell them that I do have this practice. And what's really amazing about this um, small town is that I can refer to my friend. Um, Ty, who's an herbalist here, um, because she works through one of the medical clinics um, mm. as an herbalist. So what, that's like my normal default is, oh, um, go see this herbalist <laughs> uh, that like you can um, see through this clinic. And so there, there is this beautiful um, growth of integration within the medical community itself here. And um, that's exciting because it offers me an opportunity to be able to give people an access point to herbal medicine that I wouldn't normally, or I wouldn't maybe be able to in other places or. Yeah. So sure. what's, what's like the general vibe of this town? I mean, is it like fairly liberal or conservative? Like, do you think it would translate like your experiences there would translate well to like other places? Um, so the vibe of this town and community, I can only speak to pretty, naively just because I'm so new right. um, but um, the the land itself is um, Nez Perce land that has been settled and colonized um, and so the indigenous people of this land um, in the county itself um, don't have as uh, much of a presence as they once did although there still is um, there still is a presence in terms of the the tribe managing the waters here. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's um, a Native American indigenous um, presence and perspective um, that I always try to hold and acknowledge first because they are the first people to this land. Um, uh, and that speaks to what you do in a lot of ways, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. I've been um, taught by a Choctaw um, herbalist, um, Karen Sanders, and um, hold all of my respect and um, appreciation of my practice to her and um, Sarah Holmes, her partner. So um, they're, they're my greatest teachers and um, they've taught me, you know, how to try to pay my respect to the place I am. And that's acknowledging the First Nations people and the ancestors of this land. Um, and with that, there's a lot of um, kind of white settler families and communities that have been here for a long time, hmm. um, you know, in terms of like how long white people have been in this area. Um, and they've had, you know, five, six generations of, of people here so far. And so um, the, I see them as ranchers and as farmers and um, they're, um, yeah, their presence is really visible because there's, a, when you drive down the highway, a lot of ranches and a lot of farms and 
Um, so, it, you know, they're, they're here. And then um, there's a lot of seasonal workers that come here, especially in the, um, in the summertime. Um, there's an influx of folks who are here managing the state parks and then also um, managing um, any fire or fire maintenance, oh, yeah. trail maintenance. Um, and then tourists come. <laughs> um, and there's also this beautiful um, community just in general of families and folks that are here by one way or the other um, came to have a simpler life, came to um, kind of be in the wild, be close to the mountains, um, do recreational activities out here um, that have come from cities or come from different perspectives that kind of they bring it in and it's like all mixed together. And um, there's a pretty awesome diversity in terms of perspective and lifestyle and politics in this county that has surprised me. Yeah. Um, and and is really cool to explore and, and find the nuances of. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, from like stalking your Instagram and everything, it's just like, <laughs> You're always Beautiful. like on a, yeah, yeah. You're always like on some gorgeous hike or you know <laughs> yeah. like some sunrise over the mountain. <laughs> Beautiful. Into yeah, the... I, I curate that. Well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, promote, like to promote the county. No, but it is freaking gorgeous, and um, I mean that's something I hope I don't ever take for granted uh, of of being here. Um, and giving, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And you asked another question and I can't remember what it was. Do you think so. that um, like what you're building there and what you're experiencing there with like kind of mixing your conventional and your Western practice, do you think that would translate well to other cities? You know, like, I don't know, because it seems like you're kind of in this really cool, almost microclimate that is just kind of very unique. Mm -hmm. And especially with like, you know, the indigenous um, people there. I feel like that supports, you know, herbal medicine a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess my hope in general with plant medicine and um, this practice that I have is that um, it is only going to grow and become more accessible to people everywhere. Um, and that there's um, more of a um, acknowledgement of, um, its validity in in the world and its um, like use in in the world and so translating it from one place to another at least from coming from the bay to coming here hasn't been super difficult um, and I don't have like a huge um, medicine cabinet where I like I mean it would just <laughs> literally be getting like bottles in my car and like sure. <laughs> taking them from place to place um, but yeah, it, I, I hope that it can be um, translated and used um, wherever I go. And also that like, there's an openness people have to it. And um, it's interesting. I feel like the people that need it have come to me, like the people that need mm -hmm. the medicine that I know of and how have um, a comfort level with have shown up, you know, at my door one way or the other. And I hope that that kind of organic process keeps happening. Um, and that like other people find the herbalist they need and that there's this holding um, 
through herbal medicine that becomes more apparent in dominant culture um, and people use it because it's it's ancient medicine and it's medicine for the people it's for anyone like anyone can use plant medicine and animals can use it and so it's like coming back into this practice as opposed to just like starting it you know from the ground up sure Um, in terms of um like women and women's health what are the some common issues or do you see issues in that like uh often or what are like the top things that you're seeing people come in with that you get to help yeah um well it's so broad and I would I would also say that my um I've had one client that identifies as man uh, as a man and that is a male and so um all of the rest of my clients has have been women so it's been um an honor and a privilege to to work with these folks and to um, to explore um, kind of the needs of a woman and um, the health of a woman and finding balance as a woman um, in this world today. Yeah. Um, and so, really, I guess um, it just depends on the person. But um, in general, I normally um, work with emotional, physical, and spiritual needs. And um, it's interesting, um, as I'm learning of herbal medicine and what I've been taught, like how um, connected those are and how, um, you know, a spiritual imbalance or trauma can show up in a physical way and can present like that for years and years, kind of unbeknownst to the person. Um, And so, really in the work I do, I've seen a lot of different things and like talk to people about a lot of um, different issues. I would say that um, that body image can come up a lot um, and is common where there's some sort of body dysmorphia or um, kind of uh, pressure that folks are putting on themselves in terms of what they look like or are supposed, are supposed to look like or kind of how they're supposed to present to the world or how they feel in their body. Um, and then around sex, there's sex, sexual trauma that, um, comes, you know, in so many different ways to women and women's bodies. Um, and so it's variant in terms of what I've experienced in terms of, you know, of people sharing their experiences. Um, and, um, so working with that trauma on a spiritual emotional level and like how it's kind of presenting there, but then also if there's like physical symptoms like pain or muscle tightness or, um, you know, disassociation and fatigue. Um, so trying to kind of, um, balance symptoms based on those three categories is, is what I am is kind of the way that I work through some of these issues. Um, gosh, other issues I think is like how oh, women, <laughs> yeah, like it's just, a, it's a lot. So that's why yeah. I had to take that breath. Um, kind of how women internalize this um, more like structural oppression um, of our bodies and of our minds and, um, and, working through that. So like, um, 
like through religion, through like what your dad told you, through what your mom told you, through <laughs> what you read in the magazines, through right. what Their you've seen on TV. Real, yeah. Yeah. And in it, it's definitely not just something that like is specific or is, is only af- affecting women. Like men definitely are also um, traumatized by those systems of oppression, but it's um, just because I've been working with mostly women that that's where I've seen it. Sure. That's cool. So, and then I guess, do you, have you done any work that like supports like a healthy sex life? I mean, yeah, sex education. So let's, let's talk. Totally. Yeah. Well, um, there are so many plants that just like (laughs) want to be in bed with you. (laughs) Like it's so amazing. Um, I'm like, and I feel kind of like, um, like I said, a novice in this work. And so there are so many other people that have way more experience with plant medicine in particular um, to sex and reproductive health. Um, But I do love um, like seeing people kind of shift patterns of um, fear or anxiety around sex with certain plants and then like can kind of have a feeling of relaxation or a feeling of um, hmm. I sensuality mean, with yeah, certain plants a, too. That's a huge breakthrough in somebody's life. And, you know, sex is a very important part of our lives. And so like having hangups around that, that sucks. <laughs> and just, yeah. people, you know, having something herbal and natural to be able to kind of shift that for you is, I don't know, it's very hopeful. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it it can be. And I think the most beautiful part like of of watching plants work and kind of liberating someone sexually um, is just people coming into their own selves and to their own desires and needs and being able to express that for themselves, either to their partners or just in general, like being like, this is actually what I want. This is how I feel in my body. This is something that feels good. This doesn't. And having this discovery of autonomy um, that maybe they hadn't had yet. Um, yeah. And because uh, I think that that's like the root of a healthy sex life is being like, this is what I know I want and need. And um, yeah. And then going from there to seek out like how to meet those needs. You right. Know, Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And it's, so amazing and I wish that there were more people like you around and I'm somebody that has or has had in the past and it comes back now and then um chronic pain and I know because of my own education like how that relates to my energy and my chakras but it's so hard to find somebody who's both um has a medical background who can talk to me about like the physical things that are happening in my body as well as a um kind of holistic uh different medicine medicinal Mm -hmm. background like you who can talk about those things and like relate them to each other and it's so hard to find someone like that who who wants the full to talk about the full spectrum and help you in all of those ways Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it it would be great if more people at least tried to integrate and I think that there are strides being made and um yeah I agree It, it would be wonderful if there were more folks and and 
the beautiful thing about a lot of herbalists is I, that I've seen too, is that they've really dedicated a lot of time to learning the language of med- Western conventional medicine, um, because they want to be accessible in that way. Um, and be integrative. And I think Western conventional medicine is realizing, oh, we should learn their language yeah. too. And like, there we used should... to be like a meeting, right. yeah. meeting of the minds there somewhere. We need some herbalists at a doctor conference to, yes. to do some teaching. <laughs> like set up a little table. Totally. Yeah. Um, so what, um, so somebody like knocks on their door and they're like, hi, I need help. Um, can you like, guide us through like what might happen in like a first appointment or like what you generally tend to do with your patients? Sure. Yeah. Um, I get, you can like choose an ailment. having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> they knock on your door. I, am. Um, I haven't had anyone knock on my door yet, but th- I, they can come. Um, <laughs> the doctor is so yeah. So, um, my teachers have given me this really awesome intake form um, that they use in their practice. And um, just so you know, their school is called Blue Otter School of Herbal Medicine, and it's in Fort Jones, California. Um, And they practice there um, and teach there. And um, they have a podcast too, which is so fun to listen to. Um, It's called The Herbal Highway. Um, And yeah, you can find it on the podcast thing. Um, but anyway, uh, they have this form that they've used over the years. And so I've um, adopted it into my practice and also kind of made adjustments just based on like what I've seen and like what other questions I might have for someone. But um, ideally, I do a full intake for the first time I meet someone, um, which is about two to three hours of me just Asking a yeah. lot of questions and getting to know someone. Um, Two to so three hours? I want, I, want, I want this. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. Normal doctors spend like, they're like 20 Two seconds. Yeah. Like what hurts? 10 minutes. Tell me what's wrong. Yeah. That's pretty That's incredible. Amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming in two to three hours, you cover a, quite lot. a lot of ground. Yeah. Cool. Shit yeah. comes yeah. up. Yeah. I'm sure it's all <laughs> um, repeated. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, and, and the, the depth and the, the amount of time is really important to me, and I value it a lot because it holds a space for um, going into history that, like, may or may not have an impact on where someone's at now with the symptoms or the complaints that they have um, and what they what the work they want to do. And so, you know... I ask a lot of questions about those main complaints um, or imbalances, and then also ask a lot of questions about medical history and social history and um, kind of lifestyle behaviors. And then there's um, a section for each body system that we go through pretty in depth too. So what do you mean body um, system? So like ear, nose and throat or GI system or cardiovascular system. Body systems. Yep. Um, And unfortunately, like compartmentalizing like that can be helpful for um, gathering information. And also like your stomach could hurt because you're having a lot of anxiety. But like the and so it's my job to find those um, patterns with someone um, and uh, kind of reintegrating after we 
kind of piece through right, everything. Right. Um, You're like a therapist and a doctor, which is like that's exactly what I've always wanted. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> and then detective. Yeah. I mean, seriously, um, like yeah. you're really digging in and like, you know, uncovering a lot of things and like building trust with your, you know, your patients, which I know because um, my my dad's a doctor. So I've always kind of paid attention to doctor statistics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but the number of people who spend more time you know, with patients have a much, much, much lower rate of being sued. So, you know, bedside Mm, manner is, yeah, it's really just about like actually spending time with people, (laughs) Amazing, which I know is not always possible, especially if you're understaffed or, you know, heaven forbid you're on hour 10 of your shift and you are just beat. Mm -hmm. But, but still, I think that's really important to, um, to build trust is just, Spending some time and talking yeah. and caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a huge benefit for both mm-hmm. people, the practitioner and the client, I think. And um, I'm grateful that there is time and space that I can use to to do this practice um, and have been taught this way of practicing that is like really catered to a good hearty intake Um, because too, you know, when I do follow up with people, which it's kind of more of a check-in after I um, make a formula for them um, and give them recommendations and and see how the last few months have been, um, things can come back up. And so part of this process is just tracking these patterns over time and um, seeing, you know, uh, what kind of, um, what's in season and what, <laughs> what comes back up right. again and, and why, um, and then, and then maybe going for like the root cause, yeah. you know, um, of the issue and, and working with plants to help that root cause as well. Um, cause sometimes going for that right away is too much of a shock to someone's system, either emotionally or physically. Yeah. Um, huh. yeah. So you do this intake form somehow you get from that like point a to like making a formula with the things that you that you know and then you give that to them and then uh what's in what's in the middle (laughs) yeah um so after the intake um i normally um take a couple days and reread the intake um and ask any more questions that might be lingering. And then um, I make a formula of plant medicine um, either in a like tea form, like dried oh, cool. herbs and a, and a tea or um, a tincture form, which is like an alcohol-based extract of plant medicine. I love tincture. Um, tincture. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty accessible form of plant medicine because you can put it in your bag. Um, you can take it, you know, <clears throat> wherever you are, you can take it with water or you can just take it on its own. Like um, if someone can't, yeah, like a dropper bottle. Um, and if someone can't have alcohol, then we can use apple cider vinegar or then we just use it. Tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I normally send a list of um, like 
not homework assignments. I always say that this isn't a homework assignment, but just recommendations that I find might be helpful based on things I've learned and things I've used to take care of myself. Um, So for example, like a breathing exercise or a body scan every other day or taking a bath. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes my recommendations are just giving people permission to do something that maybe they haven't felt like they've had permission to do before, like masturbating. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's one of my favorite recommendations. Yes. Yeah. Do people usually respond um, to that like well? Or are they like, um? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've like checked in with people and, um, you, you know, they've been like, that's hard for me, <laughs> but I did it and it was okay. Right. Or like, you know, so it just depends on the person and where they're at. Um, but I normally don't just make a recommendation just because that's a symptom that they have. I do it because I think that they're ready for it or I think that it might be helpful. Cool. Sure. Nice. So, you- and then I, do, and yeah, and then after that, it takes about, we give the plants about six to eight weeks to do their dance and then check in again. Cool. Very nice. So you are now establishing your own practice, correct? And yes. what is your practice called? Um, it's called Ripple Medicine. So Ripple, like ripples in the like water that. and medicine. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I've definitely been inspired by um, kind of the the metaphor of a ripple mm-hmm. in it, the sense of like it's vibrational impact outward mm-hmm. and um, the way that I've been taught energetic medicine too has a lot to do with vibration and um, kind of touching on one thing, but actually um, energetically touching a lot of other. Yeah. That's so cool. Things. You do like so, Reiki. You I don't. don't no, I don't actually have a body work modality that I use um or an energetic like physical modality other than plant medicine um I've never been formally like taught massage or um reiki or yoga um that I feel comfortable enough right yeah practicing yeah yeah fair enough well I mean I feel like a lot of people like yeah but also, you know, between you learning your herbal medicine and getting your RN, yeah. I mean, why don't you add some extra things in there? <laughs> Sounds like you're busy yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. I um, am grateful that I've had time to do those things so far. And sometimes I'm like, like, well, shoot, I'm not doing enough. But then I have to, you have right, to like step back, hone, hone it back in. Right. That's my own work. You know? Absolutely. Um, Yes, you can still be successful even if you do not feel like you're on the brink of exhaustion all the time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. And and that's such a, you know, a lot of the work too, and hopefully this is an okay thing to speak to, is like just challenging the dominant culture we're in um, and the way that we're being taught to push ourselves on a physical way and in an emotional way. Right. And in a spiritual way, like ways that we're being taught to lose ourselves yeah. Um, yeah. to things and doing and um, like kind of this capitalist industrialized mindset that just is, I feel it in my body right. when I tell myself I'm not doing enough. Right. Um, it's like, so I can Im- imagine other people do too. Right. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's like a huge hustle for worthiness kind right. of wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, the battle of who's the busiest. Yeah. And then 
yeah heaven forbid you give yourself a day to like chill and relax and you're like <laughs> and all oh, of a sudden I'm you worthless. feel bad about yourself right. <laughs> yes and you feel yeah worthless and you're like oh, I'm just a trash person today and it's like no, no you're a person person today and <laughs> no. all the other days you're like a speedy you're an extra superhuman <laughs> superhuman person yeah. yeah my teachers have been good at helping me um find that in myself um my worthiness and beauty and goodness and at all times and that's something I hope to translate in this practice too um my teacher says you're nothing but uh light in vibration and your heart is a cave of jewels and so when I'm practicing I try to remember that and give that to people and like just you as you are and as you're showing up today and that's it like you don't have to do anything else um it takes a lot of pressure off yeah I like yeah it does of both parties yeah (laughs) it's just like I'm just here I'm you know trying to be a good person trying to that's it be good in the world and that's that Mm -hmm. that's nice that feels good (laughs) um all right so your website is not up yet Oh, yeah, it's just under construction, but this Friday it'll be up, so okay. by the 9th. Okay. Um, That's like two days. And it, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's called um, ripplemedicine.com. Amazing. We'll put it in our okay. show notes. Yeah. Thanks. And um, do you have, like, I know you have your personal social media, but um, do you have, like, one? Yeah, there's there's Ripple Medicine as well okay. on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. That's okay. Um, Twitter's kind of hard. Twitter's also <laughs> a little bit. Oof. Yeah. I because we have Twitter for this yeah. and yeah. I go on to kind of look at it. Yeah. And then you stumble across, you know, somebody just being awful and it yeah. puts me in a bad mood. So just avoid Twitter. Yeah. Instagram maybe is the better bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Did you create a Facebook page or anything? Yes. There's a Ripple Medicine Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. No Twitter and the website's ripplemedicine.com. Okay. So. Wonderful. Yeah. You should put on some. You should throw some videos up that are just oh, kind yeah. of like, I don't know, just uh, hearing you talk about what, you know, what your know. teacher says. I feel like, like people would listen to you talk. Yeah, it makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I feel like the, um, thank you. Um, <laughs> the, there's potential everywhere. Oh, yeah. And um, so hearing recommendations is always helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, my high school teacher, so Caitlin and I both grew up in St. Louis, right. and um, she just put on her Facebook page, how to fluff your aura, yes. and I was cracking up because this was an all-girls Catholic high school, and um, I went to Nairings Hall, and um, she put this video up, and I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like from where I've come from, like that there was someone, some little like seed of right. energetic um, kind of right. Absolutely. confrontation to what I was being taught in other ways. Um, and so I was cracking up because I was like, oh, that's why I am like I, I want to fluff my aura. Right. And it was awesome and I did it and it felt really good. So I hope she keeps putting videos up too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know you know people always have suggestions for what you should do with your business, but I I think it would be really cool. I'd like it. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, well I hope people have learned something. Yeah. Today. I have. Absolutely. Hmm. 
And yeah, I, I just want more access. Right. To more you. of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'd love to work with folks and um, I'm always open to really working with anyone. Um, I have like a, a practice that helps me be as non-judgmental as possible and um, and also open to working with people who think they're hopeless causes um, in, in, in many ways. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm really, uh, I don't, I don't believe that. And, um, if someone wants to work with me, I'm happy to do that. And I'm also, um, always excited to promote my friends in this practice and on my website have, um, other herbalists that might be more local sure. to you cool. all, um, Very cool. that, um, or might just be a better fit mm-hmm. um, that are also practicing. So awesome. um, I know them and love them and trust them and um, hope that plant medicine can reach more people in this way. Wonderful. Yes. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. With yeah, us. it was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah it was my, my pleasure. And um, yeah, maybe next time we can do something more about um plants for sex and plants for getting juicy and sensual with yourself Um, (laughs) because because that's definitely a full podcast um, episode perfect Perfect. let's figure out a day where we can do that and give you time to like prepare all the things you need to know about yeah (laughs) sounds good wonderful thank you well you all keep up the good work and i'm excited to to keep um, being inspired and um, kind of empowered by your work in the world too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Oral Report, or email us at the Oral Report Podcast and Gmail dot com to have your questions answered in a future episode. Ooh.